So you're too masculine and that's why he left you. Let's go ahead and figure out how to fix this. Mm, I know you didn't like that too much. That was not a very good feminine intro, was it? And that is exactly what it sounds like to a man when you are in your masculine energy and you're talking to him, directing him, dealing with him. And I don't want that for you. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't sound good. It's not received well. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's start over. Let's start over. Good morning, gorgeous. How are you doing today? I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. Welcome to the Dr. Daff Show. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Daff. And yes, we're talking today about masculine behaviors and why men leave. Why men leave when you are in your masculine, especially masculine men. But this truly does pertain to all men in a sense that even if men lean more feminine, they still want to be respected in their masculine. So I have received quite a few emails over the years and usually I would say about 90% of them are from women who are struggling in relationships and with being too masculine. I have received hundreds no exaggeration, of messages with different scenarios from ladies all over the world, all different age ranges, giving me scenarios. And it always points back to the ladies just leaning to masculine. And so this is truly an area that needs to be addressed. And it probably cannot be fully addressed in one podcast. But I know this is an area that's really painful. Because as women in this world, we are taught to act in a certain way. And a lot of us were not taught at all. We had no guidance. We just watched our mothers or the women in our lives who acted very masculine and we copied it or we copied things on television shows or we copied certain celebrities or rappers. And we felt like this is how we're supposed to act. This is how we stand up for ourselves. This is how we get what we want. And no one really taught you how to be feminine. And I know that there are a lot of people that probably hate this kind of content. So I truly applaud all of you ladies who listen to this podcast, who listen to podcasts that help you with your womanhood and femininity, because the issue is that so many women do truly desire being in loving, fulfilling relationships. Almost all women do. But the thing is, a lot of women have no idea why their relationships are not working, why they cannot seem to get engaged, why they cannot seem to be fulfilled in their relationships, why they cannot seem to attract men who are going to actually desire to make them happy. And the reason is because they struggle with femininity. But sometimes femininity just seems so off-putting because it seems like too fake or yeah, too unnatural or it just seems like you're pretending or you're acting or it's like I shouldn't have to do all of this. But the reality is you do have to do it if you want those results. So I applaud all of you for being willing to listen to this kind of information because it's not easy to listen to sometimes. And it's also not easy to look at yourself in your flaws. But the issue with being masculine as a woman is serious. And it is the number one pitfall of relationships. A lot of men 
will be with you if you're beautiful. A lot of men will be with you if you're giving them sex. But a lot of men will also leave if you start becoming too masculine. And if they don't leave, they will find that as their own you know, reason. I'm not saying it's a good reason, but their own reason to have relationships outside of your relationship with women who make them feel masculine. It's very painful. It's very painful. And I understand that because I used to be very masculine myself. This was an area I struggled in. I had no idea what it was, but I also felt when I was behaving in this way, like it was too much, like it was too rigid. It was too aggressive. I would feel it inside of me and I would feel it from their reaction. But I also didn't understand how I was supposed to be acting, what I was supposed to be doing, how to mend whatever I was doing. And so I've been there too. And I would say most women have been there at some point, especially women in America, because this is how we were taught. So don't feel bad. Don't feel overwhelmed. If you have had a partner leave you because of these things, then just understand, okay, this is why. I wish I knew, but I didn't know. But now I'm here to learn and now I'm here to grow. That's what matters most. So today we're going to talk about different things that men leave for, things that women do that are off-putting, that are just too much for them to take, and they feel like it's not worth their time and their investment anymore. And if you really do have a masculine man, especially a masculine man who is a good man, who is morally upright, who is trying to really be the best man he can be for you, and he is masculine, these things are going to be automatic red flags for them and they will probably put up with it for a little bit but truly internally it's something that can truly hinder them and they're going to put themselves first so if it starts to become a serious problem for their mental health for their productivity at work for you know whatever it is their financial situation they're going to leave so let's go ahead and Get something warm to drink, get something refreshing to drink, sit back, relax. Yes, this is painful information, but it's also helpful information. And the goal is for you to grow. Before we get into it, I just want to say a very special thank you to Kay Janelle Armstrong. Thank you so much. She is someone who is supporting this podcast and helping to bring you the Dr. Daff Show. I appreciate you being a supporter. I thank you so much for taking the time to sow and to bless this ministry and bless the things that I'm doing here on this podcast. I pray that the Lord shines his love and his favor all through your life and blesses you with every single thing that your heart desires. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and let's talk about this. Something that's really important to remember, my love, is that when you are in your relationships and you are seeking marriage, you are being selected. 
I know it doesn't feel good to think of it in that way because you don't want to feel like you're on The Bachelor or you're performing for a man. But the reality is men are the ones who decide who is going to be their wife. They make the selection. They get to choose in that sort of way. Obviously, you have a choice about who you date, but they decide if they're going to marry you or not. So when you are in that dating process, it's so important for you to understand yourself, understand men, understand what they want. So many of you are dating and you're in relationships and some of you are engaged and you have never learned about what it actually means to have a strong marriage, what it actually means for a man to be satisfied and fulfilled, what it means to be a feminine woman, how to make sure that your marriage doesn't crumble in two years. You've never paid any attention to these things. You're only focused on the romance and the trips and looking cute and sex when those are not the things that are going to uphold your relationship. Men who are masculine men desire feminine women. Women who are soft. Women who are sweet. Women who are respectable. This is important to a masculine man. If you have had a masculine man walk away from you, it doesn't mean it's because you are also masculine. However, in the messages that I have received, the majority of them point to that. So that's why I'm talking about this today. And I'm not going to overload you because there are so many masculine qualities and traits that you may be exhibiting in your relationship, but I don't want to overwhelm you. I want to just focus on three areas that you can start working on and it will open up the door to some of those other areas. We're focusing on three different things in terms of you being a more feminine woman in your relationships and staying out of his masculine role, his masculine range. So we're going to talk about being abrasive, controlling, and negative. Those are the three traits that we're going to talk about. And it doesn't mean that being controlling, abrasive, and negative are masculine traits. However, when you are behaving in these ways, they do bring out the masculine side. And that ends up becoming a complete turnoff to a man who is operating in his masculine because you're his woman. He wants you to be the soft, pretty, delicate flower that he gets to come home to. Not one of the boys, not someone to compete with, not someone who's going to bring him stress and pain. You are his safe space, his beautiful, delightful space. And I want to remind you that when it comes to dating for marriage or you know, just dating in, in general, when it comes to this, the man is thinking of you as a compilation of every single interaction. If you're having more negative interactions than positive interactions, that is going to take over his perception of you and the relationship. And if he's a masculine man who is driven, who is ambitious, who is doing something with his life, he's not going to want a woman who is going to stress him out and impact his productivity. So enough with that, let's just talk about ways that you may be being a bit too abrasive in your relationship. Men like a woman who knows how to relax. This is an important part of your femininity is knowing how to just take a step back, not take everything personal, not take everything so seriously, and learn how to lean back into him. 
When I talk about being too abrasive, this really speaks to the way that you say things. So I'm focusing on these little tidbits of like important behaviors because sometimes you don't realize it's the small things that are causing holes to be poked in your relationship. And then all of the air, all of the water just drains out. Being too abrasive looks like the way that you say things. Being very confrontational. It's like every time something comes up, you're met with this fight. Like he sees you and you're already ready to argue. Your facial expression, your tone, your look is ready for a fight. He doesn't feel like this is a space of peace. He feels like if he brings something to the table, like an issue that he has with you, he's going to be met with you being defensive, with you being argumentative, and with you saying things in a cold and harsh way. Things that will hurt his feelings, things that will hurt his pride, bring up things that he told you in private, things that he never would have thought you would throw back in his face. That abrasive demeanor is such a turnoff and a masculine man will not tolerate too too much of that. Also, being harsh and critical, not just of him, but of other people. So if he tells you something that he did and maybe he messed up or maybe he could have done things a little bit differently, you just always pointing out what he should have done better, what he could have done better. You always have the right answer. And if you work a masculine job, well, I don't want to say masculine job, but if you work a job where you are told that you are the person that has all the answers and you're expected to provide feedback and provide solutions and answer questions and debate, then you are probably normally in that state of mind. So when he does bring up something, you're automatically looking for what went wrong, what should have been different. And that's one of those things that we'll talk about later about how to take off that masculine energy that you need for your job and not bring it home to your man. And in terms of being critical, it's also being critical with other people. So if he tells you about his cousin who went on a skiing trip and she didn't know how to ski and she was, you know, falling down and complaining about how cold it was and you're like, why would you go somewhere and we don't know how to do the activity? And, you know, why is she making a big deal? We all know that it's cold when you go skiing. You know, when he's just telling you a story and you are criticizing the person in the story or you're out with him and the salesperson's taking a little bit too long to help you and you're like oh they're so busy in here they never have anyone to help this is why I don't like coming here and look at her she's like taking her sweet time helping that one knowing that we're standing here he's looking at you like dang you're really critical And that affects how he approaches you because if he hears you talking like this about all these other people He's thinking in his mind, when I have something to say to her, when I mess up, when I do something wrong, she's going to criticize me in the same way. It takes away your beauty. When you're also really abrasive and just like really harsh with your words, it's hard for him to trust you around people that he cares about because maybe you'll snap at his mother when he's not around or snap at one of his coworkers and embarrass him. Maybe, yeah, maybe you'll snap out in public with him and embarrass him. That is so scary to a man to be embarrassed by his woman. It is so scary. No one wants to feel like it's even a possibility. And if it's happened once or happened twice, they do not know if this is going to be a continuous thing. So maybe you're not worth that investment. Another way that abrasiveness comes out and it's a very masculine, like just displeasing behavior to witness 
is your language (laughs) is your mouth my love is that beautiful tongue that you should be using for something else to be spitting out profanity and when you're arguing or not even just arguing but when you're when you're talking you're using curse words and some of you will say i know i'm struggling with this this is an area that's really just hard for me why is it so hard for you why is it so hard for you to stop cursing is it a lack of vocabulary you don't have other words that you can use to express yourself is it because you are enraged and you feel like that is the best way to explain your rage in a situation but think about that why is it so hard for you to stop cursing because clearly you can decide when you do and don't want to do it you don't curse around everyone so This is an area I would definitely bring to God and pray about to help you to put a guard over your mouth to help you in this area of profanity. But in addition to just, you know, cursing in general, when you curse in in an argument or in a discussion, even if he doesn't tell you he doesn't like it, I would say most men really detest it. They may not bring it up to you, but it takes away from your beauty, your class, your grace. When this gorgeous, soft, feminine woman starts cursing, it's like, mm, what is that? <laughs> you know. And this is something that I really want you to work on if you're struggling with this because it takes away from your beauty and you don't need to curse. When you stop, you will see how ugly it is because when you hear it, it'll make you so uncomfortable. When you're being abrasive in a conversation, in any sort of interaction, it just gives you this very stiff demeanor. Like you just look unattractive. You want to be soft. You want to be peaceful. You want to be flowing. You want to be, you know, like this this silk dress I'm wearing. You just want to be shining with beauty. But when you are abrasive, when you are quick with your tongue, when you are harsh, when you are tearing him down or other people down with your words, you are not lovable in that moment. It is very difficult for him to see you as a beautiful feminine woman. You're like one of the boys. You're like that boss he can't stand at work. You turn into someone else in his eyes. And it's not to say you're not lovable as a person, but in that interaction with him, he is not pulled to be soft with you. He's not wanting to wrap his arms around you and hold you because you're like a porcupine. You're stiff, you're rigid. And no man wants to have that interaction on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. So I really want you to think about this and work on this if this is something that you see yourself doing. In your eyes, when you look at yourself in terms of how you act in your relationship, would you date yourself? Knowing all the things you've done, all the things you've said, all the ways that you've behaved, would you date yourself? Would you marry yourself? And not to say, oh yeah, I'm so great, I'm da 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 da. Well, you are. But if you had to deal with you and the way that you act, would you? That is a serious question to ask yourself. In the Bible, in the book of Proverbs, it says, It is better to live on a corner of the roof than to share a house with a quarrelsome wife. 
Proverbs 21.9. And Proverbs 21.19 says, It is better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. That goes to show you how much God also despises and detests when a woman is becoming a problem in the relationship because she is contentious, she is abrasive, and she is argumentative. Think about this, pray about this, and cut it out. Another area that truly does impact a man wanting to leave a relationship, even if you are gorgeous and you're, you know, the most popular person around, your nails are always done, your hair is cute, you smell good, you wear the nicest clothes, he will still leave if you are displaying lots of masculine behaviors. Masculine men will not tolerate it because you're not the only beautiful person. There are beautiful women who are also feminine. So another area that I really want you to hone in on is your ability to release control. As a woman, do you know how to relax and go with the flow? Do you always have to be in charge? Do you need to tell him what he needs to do? Do you need to plan everything out and be unwilling to accept change? Are you able to submit to his direction? This is one of the hallmarks of being a masculine man is having a woman who knows how to follow your guidance, who's not always arguing whenever you bring something up, who doesn't go and do exactly what you asked her not to do just because she felt it was a better decision to make, who knows how to be grateful for the things that you're doing and not feel like you could have done it better. You could have done it this way. Those things are very hurtful and they take away that man's sense of joy in being in the relationship. He wants to give to you. And one of the things he wants to give to you is happiness, is for you to be able to look at him and be proud of him. But when you're too controlling, it takes that away. You then become the leader. You then become the man. You then become the one that wears the pants. You then become the one that he needs to clap for and all of that. And he doesn't want to do that. He wants a woman who respects him, who listens to him, who trusts him. If there is an issue at hand, you do not need to be the one that comes up with all of the solutions. You can allow him to come up with solutions and then affirm them. If he brings up an idea to you that you might think is like, okay, <laughs> instead of always having something to say, just listen to him and affirm him and say, you know what? I didn't think about that. That's interesting. You know? It can just be interesting, even if you think it's stupid. It's it is interesting. Oh, well, that's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> you don't have to always say what you think. You shouldn't. Let him breathe. Let him share. Let him be comfortable with you enough to be able to tell you things that maybe he hasn't fully thought out. And let that be okay. As a feminine woman, part of it is using your feminine creativity to figure out different ways to say what you want to say. So he might bring something up and you might say, oh, I like that idea. And instead of saying, but you can say, oh, I like that idea. What if we did da, 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 da. right? So you are taking him in. And then you can bring up your, you know, idea in a very excited way without denouncing his. Or if he brings up something, let's say he says, you know, today I would love us to go to the park and take a walk. And you're like, oh, that is the last thing I want to do today. Okay. 
instead of saying that, keep a neutral face as he's talking. Don't start changing your face in the middle of what he's saying. Listen to him and say, hmm, I was thinking we could, or you can say, well, I was really hoping that we could go get ice cream today because I'm really craving some chocolate ice cream. Do you think you could do that for us? You know, you're still taking in what he's saying. You're not throwing it out, but you can still say what you want. You don't have to completely let him make every decision and you say nothing and you feel everything he feels because that's what you're supposed to do. You're his shadow. No. Try hinting in some ways. Try saying things in a softer way, in a more delicate way, instead of demanding what you demand right now. And if he says that he cannot do something, instead of trying to control that situation, let it be. If you really want to take a trip down to Santa Barbara and he says, you know, right now, financially, that's not something I can do, but, you know, maybe at another time. Oh, no, it's okay. I'll pay for it. Oh, no, I have a hookup here. You know, it's good. Like, we can go. If he says no, then let it just be no. Don't try to pay for it. Don't try to take over controlling his financial situation. When he says he's not ready to do that right now, don't try to make it work. Just say, okay. Now, if you are in a marriage and your finances are, you know, combined or whatever the case might be, you might be able to say, well, what if we sell this or do that and then maybe we'll have the money to go? That's fine. But if you're dating someone and they are trying to be careful with their money, don't insist by saying you're going to pay for it because that takes away his masculine joy in providing you that experience and providing you something you want by saying, oh, I'm just going to do it myself, but but come along. You know, that's not the feeling that you want to be in your relationship. And this also goes for sex, you know, just being hypersexual, just wanting it all the time and demanding it. And if he doesn't really, you know, want to lead in that area because you're always at him, it is very masculine to behave like that. And you might think, well, men love sex and he never says no or whatever, but you don't realize how it's changing the way he sees you. And that's why maybe you think I've been having all this sex with him and he still left. Well, that's part of the reason why, you know, that's not attractive in someone he wants to see long term. Let him lead in all areas of the relationship and you will be so much happier. He will be so much happier. He will know that he is able to guide you in this relationship and guide the family instead of feeling like he is underneath someone else. That is not the way God arranged things. And so it'll never work unless, of course, you're not really with a masculine man. But even men who are not traditionally fully in their masculine, they still expect and desire a woman to allow him to lead. Ladies, before we continue, I want to share my fragrance line with you, Fine Forever. Fine Forever is a fragrance line with a promise. It is a blessed luxury fragrance line that promotes the promises of God. Each fragrance is tied to a biblical scripture to remind you that with God, you will be fine forever. We launched our first fragrance, 2911, after the scripture, Jeremiah 29:11, which talks about the plans God has for your life. This fragrance is rich, deep, 
mysterious, and feminine. It will surely turn heads and become a signature scent for you. We also have our Faith Collection, which introduces two beautiful fragrances that are unique and memorable, Silent Storm and Mustard Seed. Mustard Seed is a fresh, delicate, and bright aquatic floral fragrance, and it's reminiscent of a warm beach on a tropical sea. Silent Storm is a decadent gourmand fragrance that portrays youthful femininity. Silent Storm is rich, smooth, and refined. Visit the website www.fineforever.com. You can use the code Dr. Daff for 20% off of your fragrance. Thank you so much for your love, your kindness, and your support. Now, back to our episode. Another reason why masculine men may be turned off because you yourself are in your masculine energy is because you are too negative. This is a behavior that's not necessarily a masculine behavior necessarily, but it can be depending on how you exert your control. Being controlling is one of the most off-putting traits that anyone can have. But when a man is controlling, it makes more sense because he's a head of the household. He's a leader. So some of that leadership does merge into the world of control. But there is a fine line between control and leadership. But you as a feminine woman, your role is to lean back. Your role is to release control. Your role is in the submissive. Your role is in the flow. When you are a negative woman or you act or say things that are very negative, that derail conversations, derail the relationship, it leads to a lot of arguments. And those arguments can be so disruptive for a man in his life in his productivity with work, in his mental health, because he is going through his days fighting with you, whether he fights with you in the morning and then has to go to work, or he's fighting with you throughout the day in text messages, you know, or he asks you a simple question and it leads to an argument, which then throws everything off. You want your man to be able to relax with you. That is one of the hallmark traits of being a feminine woman is the man being comfortable with you, being able to come home, kick off his shoes and relax. I was reading a book and in the book she talks about, you know, different scenarios with feminine women. And she mentioned a woman who was with a man and the man ended up leaving her and remarrying. And he told his new wife that when he was with his old wife, he felt like when you wear shoes, and they're too tight for your feet. And with this woman, he feels like he can take those shoes off. And that's a really interesting scenario. And I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that even with his old wife, she was always complaining about things. Like he would leave his socks or shoes in different places and she was always complaining about it, nagging, that kind of stuff. But that was a really interesting way to think about it. Like wearing shoes that are too tight, they're uncomfortable. Yes, you know you have to get through the day, but you cannot wait to get home or get in your car and take those shoes off. And that's how it feels when a man is dealing with a woman who's in her masculine energy, who is being very negative, 
that those shoes are just so tight on his feet that he needs to figure out a way to take them off. So you want your man to be able to share his ideas with you without being shut down, without feeling like you're going to say something that's going to just mess up his his dreams, his vision, his idea, his plan. You may not even let him finish. You might be so quick to say what you have to say that you don't even allow him to finish his thought. You want your man to be able to share his thoughts with you, my love, without being worried That's the key. You don't want him to have to worry. You don't want him to have to even hesitate when he has something to say. You know, some men say that they feel like when they're with a woman that they're walking on eggshells around them, that they have to always be so careful with every little word and how they say it and all of that because she is going to take it the wrong way, right? And you don't want him to feel like that around you. You want him to be so comfortable, so chill that he may even say something and be like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that on his own, right? Without you having to say something about it. You want him to be so sensitive to you and your needs because you are so gentle that even he protects you from himself. That level of femininity. So even if he has an idea that's not that impressive to you or that you think is very flawed and that kind of thing, which is normal because we as women, we see the whole picture. We see the beginning and the end and the middle. We see how everything could not work out. You know, we see it all. But the point is, even if you see it all, you don't have to say it in that moment. You can just listen to him and validate his feelings and validate the idea, you know, um, If you don't want to lie, obviously, I don't want you to lie. If you don't want to lie and say, oh, that's a great idea when it's an awful idea to you, you can just say, hmm, interesting. You know, um, you know, you can do whatever you want to do that's going to still massage the situation. You're not obviously you're not doing this to make him feel like a child or make him feel stupid. You can really say, hmm, that's interesting. Oh, okay, Okay. Hmm. All right. (laughs) and let it go let it go in the moment and then you can come back to it later and talk to him about it or bring up whatever ideas you have or you know ask him you know I'm sure yeah I'm sure that you've thought about the fact that maybe it could rain right you know and maybe he's like oh no I didn't think about that of course I thought about the fact that it could rain and you know obviously I didn't think about the fact that it could rain but if you give him that that allows him not to feel like he's stupid because he needs to feel like he's a leader. He needs to feel like you feel like he's a leader, that you see him as smart, that you see him as capable. That's what's important. You need to see him that way and he needs to believe that. If he doesn't believe that, that's what brings his self-esteem down. That's what makes him not want to do more things for you. That's what makes him want to impress someone who's actually impressed by him because his whole desire to please you is based on the fact that you actually do get pleased that you actually do appreciate it that you actually do notice it so when you're negative you just deflate him you take that knife and you pop that balloon that he has and there's no coming back from that it's done you know so take time to support his thoughts even if they're stupid to you and There are times, my love, where you're just going to have to listen to him without saying anything, without your opinion, without your input, without anything. You need to learn. And it is a learning process. It is something I had to work on with God. I couldn't even do it on my own. I had to, Lord, please help me with this because it's not easy, especially 
if you work a high powered job, if you have a position where you're the problem solver, you're quick on your feet, you're quick on your toes, you're quick with your mind. You know how to speak into a situation quickly and accurately. And as women, we're also gifted with that, you know, just being a little bit more articulate and understanding of emotions and expressive more so than men. So it's easier for us, right? But you want to be able to learn how to listen without your input. Just listen and say, okay. And don't say anything. If you have a husband or boyfriend that doesn't talk to you a lot, (laughs) it's probably because you are too negative or you always have something to say there are times where he wants to talk to you about something that you're totally uninterested in and the best way to get him to do that is to not say anything just listen and say oh okay oh hmm okay and I do that sometimes my husband's like I know you don't care about this I'm like (laughs) he knows I don't care but he appreciates the fact that I am listening to him and he always goes, oh, one more, one more thing, one more thing, right? Because he, he wants to talk. He wants to express how he's feeling about a certain situation or a basketball game or whatever it is. And even though he literally knows I do not care, he also sees that I'm willing to listen to him in love and listen to him without looking annoyed or without having my opinions or without challenging his thoughts or his beliefs about it. You know, I just let him speak. And this also goes with like, if he's complimenting you on something, not being negative about yourself. Like men want women who are feminine and confident. Part of femininity, babe, is you being confident in yourself, in your looks, in your in your personality, in your abilities, not being conceited, not being cocky, but just being confident in yourself. And when he compliments you, oh, babe, you know, you look so good in that dress. Don't be like, oh, this dress? Oh, I don't know. I felt like I looked a little bit chubby. Don't just be like, thank you. You know, and let that be that. It doesn't matter what you think. Just let that be that. Because the next time, he's not going to compliment you. And then you're going to be wondering, oh, you didn't even tell me I looked nice today. You didn't even tell me I look good. You didn't even. Well, because every time he tells you that you look good, you always have something negative to say about it. Why would he want to keep telling you that? Why would he want to get shut down? In his eyes, that's him getting shut down. And it's just annoying. The interaction, the exchange is annoying. So you want to learn how to accept compliments, receive them openly with gratitude. And speaking of gratitude, that's another hallmark of like dismantling negativity. When you are thankful, when you are happy to receive something, to take something in, to experience something, it cancels out negativity because you are focusing on the positive. You're focusing on being grateful. If you have a problem with everything, you are going to become the problem in his life. You have to learn how to be grateful for certain things, even if they're not the way you want them done, even if it's not what you really wanted. You can still learn to be grateful. You can still say thank you. Okay. 
And I can give you an example of this, especially if you're married. This is an area that you really have to put into practice because you're so comfortable with him that you may stop realizing what he's doing and stop appreciating it the way that you should. So for example, like my husband, when he does the dishes, when he loads them in the dishwasher, I always appreciate it. You know, he's a hardworking man. He's extremely busy. The fact that he even has a second of his day to load a dishwashing machine is like incredible to me because he's making time to give me a hand. And I appreciate that. But I will buy like certain silverware or china that's beautiful, like expensive, seasonal, beautiful things. And I will buy it and I'll say, babe, this is my Easter cup. Okay. Please do not put this one in the dishwasher. It's hand wash only. Listen, girl, when I buy the cup, I know I only have one time to use that cup and it's gone. Like I know because he is not going to remember that this particular cup is my Easter cup that's only hand washable. He's going to put it in the dishwasher, regardless of the fact that we had the conversation, and it's going to get ruined. All the hand paint is going to wipe off, and that's it for me. And I know that. I know it when I buy it. I know it when I tell him. And once it happens, I'm like, okay, there, that's it. Now, one time I did say, babe, Remember I told you about this cup? He's like, oh, okay, I'll buy you another one. He bought me another cup and he did the same thing. So the whole idea behind this is that I am so grateful that he's taking time out of his day to wash the dishes because I'm busy. I'm tired. I have a baby to look after. I have a home to upkeep. It's nice for him to show that he sees all of that and help out with the dishes. If I complain about all these little mugs that I have that need hand washing only and I am not grateful for what he does, he's not going to wash them anymore. He's going to say, oh, no, no, that's too complicated for me. Okay, forget it. Then I'm not going to wash the dishes anymore. That's what he's going to do. That's normal. And then it's like I lost out not on the fact that he's working in the home, but I lost out at him doing something out of love for me and for our household. I lost out on that because I wanted to complain about something that really doesn't matter. Material things don't matter. And some of you ladies are so consumed with the way your house has to look and all of these different things that when your husband is trying, you're not even grateful for it. And that's the kind of stuff that builds resentment in relationships, in marriages, and makes him not want to to deal with you. Why should he have to live in a house that has to be so sparkly clean that he can't even put his glass down without you complaining about it? Okay, so the countertop that you purchased costs $25,000. And if you put your glass on there and you don't use a coaster, that marble is ruined. Okay, then the marble is going to just have to be ruined or your marriage is going to be ruined. And some ladies really don't understand that concept. Things are not more important than people. This goes with your children too. Buy things that children can mess up when you have children. There's going to be a time that they're not going to be children anymore and you can go buy your fancy leather couch. But stop yelling at your children for ruining a leather couch when they're children. You know, we have to mature and we have to understand that there are certain things that matter in life and certain things that don't. So if you're struggling with this, take this to God, continue this conversation with God, because maybe he needs to 
give you a heart shift. Maybe there needs to be a, a heart shift inside of you that understands the things that really matter in life. Because there may be some reasons behind the way that you're acting. Maybe you grew up in poverty. You never had anything nice. And so certain things are really important to you. And I'm not saying that your husband should be allowed to trash your house right after you cleaned it and you don't say anything. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is choose your battles because you should not be fighting him. You are on the same team. So choose your battles and do things to help alleviate some of that stress. But complaining all the time and being negative is the best way to get a divorce. If you have a child, it's the best way to practice. If you have a baby or a child in your home, you know, you're always seeing everything that they're doing because they're growing, they're developing, you're complimenting them, you're praising them. Wow, you close a trash can. Good job. Oh my goodness. You put your plate in the sink. That's great. You're giving them that positive reinforcement for basic things because they're learning and growing. So it's an opportunity for you to learn how much that praise produces results and not just results like, okay, they're going to do more of something, but the result of them feeling joy in their heart for you. You want to be a person, my love, that people are genuinely happy to be around. You don't want to be the person who people are running away from when you get home. You want to be the person where when you walk into a room, they're happy that you're there. Okay. And being negative and having nasty things to say about other people, about situations, whether you're out with him at a restaurant and you're complaining that they're taking too long, you're complaining that the food is bad, you're complaining, 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 complaining. You have ruined that date night. You have ruined that holiday. You ruined it. And you have to stop doing that because it's messing up good situations for you. Some of you have been blessed with wonderful men, but your behavior is messing everything up. And I'm not saying that they are perfect, but there needs to be harmony. And most men are are pretty, you know, pretty straightforward. They're they're pretty easy to please (laughs) in general. But us women, we're more complicated and that's okay. It's a beautiful thing, but we need to learn ourselves and our personalities and the things that we do. And we need to ask God for help because a lot of these things truly do take the power of God to change. It is so ingrained in you. It is so automatic. It is a trigger. It is a light switch inside of you. And we need to fix that. We need to fix that because we want you married. We want you happily married. We want you in fulfilling relationships. We want people to love on you and give to you and be around you in joy. We want you to be that woman. And the only way to do that, my love, is to put down your masculine energy, your competitive energy, that forceful, controlling energy, and embrace your God-given femininity. Let your man feel proud to have you as his woman. Let him be happy to see you every time you walk in the room. Let him greet you with a hug because you're touchable. You're warm. You're not spiky. You're a pleasure to hold. Look beautiful. Smell beautiful. Be beautiful. That is my charge to you and I know that you can do it. And if you need more content on this kind of thing, 
let me know. I can go deeper into certain issues. I want to help you with this as this is something I struggled with. This is something God delivered me from and it took the power of God, girl, but I got delivered from it. And when I look back and see how I used to be, it is so cringy. It is awful. And I don't want that for you. So I thank you for spending time with me today. I thank you for all of your love and all of your support. Thank you again, Janelle. I love you all so much. And I will see you in the next one. Remember that in all things you do, make a feminine impression. Bye-bye.